It is the Brotherly Love Podcast. Long layoff, but hey, that's part of the course. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Joel Donald, John Mita with you. Johnny Mita. Yo, buddy. Birther 10 and 1. How are you doing? How am I doing? Let me tell you. I have some breaking news for the Brotherly Love Podcast. All right, shoot. All right. I'm going to make my official John Mita is having a baby, baby. How about Ooh, that? All right, John and Mita. I didn't know we yeah, were dropping. Man. I didn't know we were dropping that bombshell today. I know. I figured I'd make it a surprise. So we don't know. Marissa and I are going to have a baby, and we're very excited. We're working on week 29 here, so coming down the home stretch. So yeah. So. Hopefully the clapping sounds good on the podcast. Uh, I'm in Nashville. John Mita is not, which is very disappointing. But uh, congrats, my friend. I, I know we talked about this very exciting news. How's Marissa feeling? She's feeling really well. You know, she's got a little heartburn, which, you know, there, there's an ancient myth that if the mother is feeling some severe heartburn, it could be the baby's got a full head of lettuce, just like you, Joe. Nobody's guy. got a better. Hopefully this baby comes out with a Joe O'Donnell cloth. If the you know old what I mean. salad. Looking for the salad. Exactly. And then also, I want to give a shout out to Mike and Kathy, my, my family from Altoona and their daughter. And Mora, and they always listen to our podcast, which right. I didn't figure it out, but they always listen to our podcast when they're visiting their kids. So I wanted to give them a shout out. I don't know. Next time they listen, hopefully they get this. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. It just came to my attention. I'm like, that's really cool. So that is cool. Yeah. Good, yeah. Job. Good job giving them a shout out, giving them the love. We got to spread the love. You know how we do That's it. You know uh, how we do it. All right, John and Mita, we, we got a roll. We got a lot to get into here a in a short into. amount of time. Um, yep. I'm assuming we're starting birds rather than the Sixers, although the Sixers under Nick yeah. are playing some good basketball. Um, exactly. So, so let's go. Let's go birds. Let's just start with the last week since there's been a couple of games since we were last uh, right. commiserating. Sure. But uh, that Bills win, man, that was I mean, you were there. You were Epic. luckily you were dry because of the the overhang there. You didn't get drenched like everybody else. <laughs> no, uh, I know, man. Complete downpour. I, I really had that discussion. You know, one of my my good friend from college, Kevin's like, you were there, right? He's like, but you still have those same seats, don't you? With the overhang, you were dry. He goes, look at that stadium. Jami's dry as a whistle, and there's no doubt. Yeah, wouldn't change our seats in the world, man. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Um. Yeah. All right, so so walk me through the atmosphere, yeah, so, the link, what yeah, you were thinking sure, at halftime. It's a sure, everybody's rally. gassed up, you know, but then the first three plays of the game, we go pass, pass, pass. Jalen Hurts has probably arguably the worst half of football he's played in his entire career. Again, they were down at halftime, but it's one of those things. You look at this team. It's like they make the adjustments at halftime. That's what I love. And they come out, and you just had a feeling they were going to win the game. Um some bright spots is that in a tremendous effort out of Jordan Davis this week, he should get a game. The way the guy played the most snaps, I think he's ever played in a professional career. And him and Jalen Carter were awesome. Defensively, obviously, we have a lot of things to clean up, but the fact that our secondary is coming together with Kevin Byard and we got Bradley Roby back in the corner spot. If these guys can get the chemistry and play for a couple of weeks with one another, I really think it's going to pay dividends in the end. But you just got to like it. But the one thing is, Joe, I, I really think it was the DeAndre Swift 36-yarder. I was yep. talking to Mike and Keith in the stands, and they said, we need a dose of Swift here, and boom, he breaks that 36-yarder. 
and really change the complexion the entire football game because the run opens up the pass. I just don't understand why we just go into uh, to droughts where we, we, we abandon that part of our game. Now, keep in mind, they might have changed up the game plan a little bit due to the fact that we heard an hour before the game that Lane Johnson had a problem with his groin, some scar tissue flared up from his injury from last year, and uh, he was unable to go. But I thought Jack Jeriskel did a fine job in some spot duty and really played his ass off. And so it's just the thing with this team is, you know, Jalen, he just makes teams the seesaw. Josh Allen was playing unbelievable, the Bills quarterback. You know, I mean, it, it, dude, it looked like for a while that he just wasn't going to be denied. You know what no, I mean? No, exactly. It was a toe to toe contest. It, it kind of had remnants uh, of that AFC championship game, or I don't know if it was, yeah, the Kansas City versus, hey, oh, they're going to score. Now we're going to score. That back and forth. I mean, I rewatched the game. Next thing you know, I go, God, it was like twenty. It was like seventeen, fourteen, and there's like three minutes to go in the in the in the third quarter. It's like, how did they end up with like thirty four points at the end of this game? Because it was so low scoring. But the fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts just takes over, and Devontae Smith was absolutely clutch. Some of the games, and I, I just, I just some of these throws that Jalen Hurts made. It's undeniable how good this guy's playing. And I'm so sick of the national media having all these quarterbacks ranked ahead of them. It, it's absolutely disgusting. The throw he made to Lamade Zacchaeus, oh. you know, during that route. Just Dude, that, to, that had shades of Wentz in the back of the end zone, the Miles yes, Sanders against, in D.C. Absolutely. And I think Alameda Zacchaeus did a good job. So a lot of times a receiver, you know, people that follow football a lot, will know this is you don't want to put your hands up too early, right? Or you don't want your eyeballs to get so big to let the defender know yeah. that the ball was coming. And he just literally puts them up at the exact moment when the ball was going to be an absolute incredible play. I didn't know it was in the other side of the end zone from us. I didn't know it was going to go in. So I turn around to the people in the suite. I'm like, did he get both feet in bounds? And then I, you know, creeped my head back and looked and, Boom, and they're like, no, it's a touchdown, which was – that was an incredible throw. The throw to Devontae Smith, you know, he looks his safety off, holds the coverage, and then throws it back shoulder style, puts it in a window yeah. where yeah. only Devontae can go, 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 gadget, skinny arms, yeah. slim reaper style. And the other and one, that, Mita, was a crossing route. Yeah. Like kind of in oh, between the two layers, and that big was a time. huge yeah. play. That was a huge play. The way that Devontae just sat down because – you know, the one thing that Buffalo did was they played a lot of zone, and we're going to see that. Because, like, if you play our receivers man-to-man, like, I'm going to take our receivers, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith 10 out of 10 times. So just an incredible effort. And I, you've seen the highlights and on Twitter and everything else. Like, you just knew if they get Jalen the ball back, it was like – if they gave Jalen enough time in the Super Bowl, obviously Andy Reid and Kansas City do a great job of gassing the clock. But you felt like, dude, if they get the ball back in this kid's hands with a minute and 40, the guy's just built for the moment. Nothing phased him. Even when that 59-yard, hey, props to Jake Elliott. Props to our special teams, by the way. Yeah. Brandon, how about the punter averaging 53 yeah, yards man. a punt? He was booming them. Boom! And, and Sydney right? Brown down there making tackles, actually Sydney earning a Brown roster was, spot. 
Simi Brown was flying all over on special teams. Yeah. But how big was that between Jake Elliott's 59-yard kick, the punter, in a game where you know field position is so crucial to get a guy that can punt a ball over 40 yards, you know, and he was averaging 50, which we haven't seen that since maybe the old Sav Roken days. Ah. No, I'm kidding. Nah, there's no way Sav Roken ah, averaged Sean 50 Landetta. yards. Probably Landetta. That would be a greater guess. I agree with you there. So, all in all, it was, you know, a great team effort. BG, big, big props to BG. You know, what, 186 game as an Eagle? Incredible. 189, yeah. 189. Dude, how about Thank that you. stat? They flashed it up on the broadcast. Mike Schmidt played yeah. 2,400 games as a as a member of a, you know, a team in Philadelphia, yeah. right, to put it generally. Yeah. You think about yeah. baseball, 162. 2,400 games, and the Eagles leader is 189. You know, it's, just, it, it, it's crazy it's when you think about it like that. And I had no idea. Uh, Hal Greer has played the most games as a Sixer out of anybody. I, I yeah, I didn't know that. Either. That was stunning to me. Bobby Clark was the Flyers leader in the clubhouse, but that was pretty cool. Giving Brandon Graham his love on the TV broadcast. No, and uh, then you know he comes up with that big sack and God, forget dude, the sack, dude. Forget I the know. sack. It was the but, overtime coin toss. Oh, dude, tell me about it. how great that was. Him mic'd up yeah. the two players that I want mic'd up all game. <laughs> Or Brandon Graham and Devontae Smith. Smith. Yep. 100%. Yep. Dude, Dude Brandon Graham, did you see? The fact see... that the Bills were like, oh, yeah, we get the we want the ball. And he's like, it don't matter. It's, yo, did you, well, did you see? You didn't even see this. I don't know if you saw the clip. You know, you got Pat McAfee, heads on A.J. Hawk. Did you see this clip? No. So Brandon Graham, they're lining up for the go-ahead field goal. And he's like, even if you hit this game, you don't know Jalen Hurst. And then all of a sudden the ball gets snapped and he's like, you know, he goes <laughs> in it. And he's like, you don't know Jalen like I know. Him. This game's over. You don't know. He's like, you're going to know him. Now. Like he's like, he's literally trash talking <laughs> during the field. The guy is just, but the coin toss when he said it don't matter and he yeah. points the other way was, yeah. was vintage, man. Imagine being I mean, an opponent playing against Brandon Graham and leaving the field going, man, that guy does not, not shut, shut up, the hell man. up. Yeah. But, Remember he's, he's, in but he's not Francisco. like mean. He's not dropping no. up bombs. He no. Keeps going. It's like it's mo it's like it's motor on the field, dude. He just no, that's, mouth. that's it. And he just continuously talks. I mean, I remember the one game in San Fran. I think it was like they had him mic'd up. This is a couple of years ago. I think it was when Carson Wentz and Travis Fulgham sighting had that game. But I think like, like literally, I think Fletcher Cox had to grab, you know, BG by the collar and had to settle him yeah, down. He I goes, do remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so Birds went yeah. 37-34 in overtime. John Mita, they are That's five it. and zero, oh, five and zero oh, when trailing at halftime. The rest of the NFL has thirty-five yeah. total wins when trailing at halftime. I don't know it's a recipe for success long term, but they're getting it done right now. They they appear to be a team that does not yeah. want to be denied. But I want to shift the focus to the 49ers. Uh, yeah. I know we were talking okay. about game balls, but you pretty much sure. rattled off everybody that yeah. I was going to give one to. Jordan Davis. And James Bradbury. Yep, you know, let's give Bradbury credit, yeah. especially with this week, whereas, uh, you know, Debo called him trash last offseason. Listen, James Bradbury's interception, you could also make a ploy that that was almost as significant as the uh, DeAndre Swift run, because yeah. when he stepped in front of that, that 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 was a great turning point. Yep, and there, and the two Swift runs. I mean, you mentioned the one, but the one in overtime to set up the twelve yard touchdown run by Hertz. Exactly, where he Big. cut back across the field was huge. So yeah, uh, huge. Jordan Davis, 
DeAndre Swift. Yeah. You know, the Slim Reaper, uh, Hurts, yeah. Jack Driscoll. I mean, it was yeah, special really, teams. It yeah. was really a team, a team effort. Um, real quick before we get into the 49ers game. Uh, any concern about A.J. Brown's lack of production, lack of targets the last two weeks? No, you know, I, I, I no, I just think with this type of offense, with this many weapons, sometimes, he, you know, other people are going to eat a little more. And they just need to do a better job. They, I think my one concern is you got to get them involved early. Because I think if A.J. gets involved early, that means he's dialed in the rest of the game. Yeah, I feel like if you don't get him involved early, he might just be like, you know, I, you you just feel like he's one of those type of players that, but I expect him to have a freaking monster game. Anytime touchdown, maybe two touchdowns in the San Fran game. But that's a great question by you. All right, I'm going to start with this one. Sure. Should the Eagles be underdogs, the betting public and the and the betting lines Sunday against the 49ers? I mean, the, the only reason why I'd say I could understand it is the fact of you don't know who's going to play for the Eagles. That's the only reason. Um, I do think it's a little disrespectful, but if you said, if you say, listen, Lane Johnson's not playing, Fletcher Cox is not going to play, um, um, Zach Cunningham, we all know how thin they are at the linebacking position. They're talking three or four starters might not play. Yeah, that's a big deal. And yeah. well, and and also Dallas Goddard's out. So those are kind of four starters. You might think. Listen, I think it should have been a pick 'em. Maybe the Eagles by one or two. Maybe you give them it's a pick 'em. It's a home field. Eagles by three. But listen, nobody relishes the underdog role like this team, like this city, like this fan base. I love it. Bring it on because. Yeah. Everyone says, well, who's there more pressure? Is there more pressure on the 49ers? Well, you know, they talked all that crap in the offseason. Oh, we have Brock Purdy. Like I said before, if they had Brady, Montana, or Steve Young, they weren't winning that football game. What people also fail to realize is that Jalen Hurts wasn't really even at 100% then. You know, he had the shoulder injury. He was still like, you know, he probably nursed it through. You know, he was probably only at 80 85%. So, but they also... Listen, they could cry about Brock Purdy all the hell they want, and they come in one, with one of the top three defenses in all the NFL, but the Eagles still hung 31 points on them. So was that because they didn't have Brock Purdy, or was that because their defense gave up 31 right. points? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, you're right. To your point, it wasn't like it was uh, 17-13 Eagles into late in the fourth quarter, and the defense was holding the Eagles in check, and it's just they couldn't do anything on offense because they didn't have a quarterback, right? Like, they weren't within one score for most of the second half. So, um, I, regardless, they, they talked way too much after. They continue to talk way too much, even up to this week. I hope we put it right where they, you know, I hope we jam it up there. You know what? I, I don't know yeah. what I think of this game. I'm a little worried about this one because of – well, just, well, we'll look you know, at the spot few, too, right? right? You've had a yeah. few days off. You've had the the fact that the Eagles defense had to play so many snaps oh, on Sunday. and overtime. Like He's, that takes... Reed Blankenship played 103 right. snaps. Right. He played every special teams yeah. play. And so every... that, they better have the T.O. cryotherapy, you know, treatment going for the entire well, defense. Well, I will report, since you're not in Philadelphia, I will report. It looks like Nick gave him two days off. You know, usually you have victory Monday. I think he gave him two days off. So they had Monday and Tuesday off and then return to the building today, and it was just a walkthrough. So I think he's very aware of, you know, how their yeah. bodies are feeling. 
I mean, I do agree with you. This is a little worrisome spot. I mean, they had to play Kansas City. You know, that was a huge game. And they listen, this is the gauntlet that you and I broke down in Stone Harbor. You know, this is going to be the toughest six-game stretch that any NFL team has played. And and they've beaten the Cowboys. And and, and you beat the Cowboys, then you got to get up and you got to go beat the Super Bowl champions. And they do that. And then you got Buffalo fighting for their lives. And, you know, you knew this game would be competitive just because they have a fantastic quarterback. And then they got that. And now they bring in the team that is probably the second best team in the NFL. So, yeah, this is this is a tough spot. But with our crowd and and, and, and with Jalen, dude, the kid, listen, he's on the revenge tour. You know, he hears – Listen, he'll tell you he's not listening to outside voices. And I said this before, you know, he's not listening to national media. You know, he only wants to control what he can control. But he knows there's still doubters. I mean, all these people nationally, it's an absolute freaking disgrace and a joke. I said Dominic Foxworth, like, had him as his fifth best quarterback. I mean, are you kidding me? What are you, high? The guy's also played through a knee injury, okay, and still winning games. And arguably, they they should be undefeated if Nick Sirianni decided to punt the football as opposed to go for it. But anyway, I yeah. digress. I think I'm with you. I think there's enough. My you know, I was listening to WIP today. Enough motivation from what the 49ers have oh, been doing. Uh, right. The fact that they're underdogs in the game uh, on the betting line. Uh, oh, yeah. The fact they have Jalen. You know that they're not going to overlook this team at all. You know that they don't uh-huh. want to. Uh, get exposed at home. I mean, there's a lot going on and the games at sure. home. But sure. But this 49ers team is pretty darn good. It'll be really good. To see how it shakes out. Uh, Seth Joyner they- today talking about the need to stop the run. I could not agree more. Like, you got to you got to force Purdy into third and long. It's the well, only you- chance you have to win this game is to win in the trenches, shut down McCaffrey in the running game, and then right. hope that offensively you hang around long enough where you can make some plays late. That That's how I would see this game playing yeah. out if the Eagles are going to have success. Yeah. Well, that's that's a great segue to a stat that I was going to bring to your attention that I saw, right? So when Christian McCaffrey runs for over 115 yards, the 49ers are 9-0. and When he's under 115, they are 0-3. So that tells me, listen, one of our strengths, you know, we've given up a lot of passing yards in our secondary. We've had to piecemeal it together the entire football season with different combinations of D-backs and players. But the one thing that's been stout all year long is our run defense. And that is going to be crucial. We're like third in the league. I think we only give up like 70 yards a game. I think if we, if we hold them under a hundred yards, you know, that's, it's going to be interesting to see though, how the side plays it, because you look at a guy like Brock Purdy, right? He's very Brady S where they get the ball out of his hands very quickly within two seconds. The question is what type of coverage are we going to play? Cause like, let me tell you something. If we're playing off the line of scrimmage and we're getting yeah, Brandon, gonna, Ayuk, eat, and yeah. they will eat all day long. And cause they have receivers that are very good. You know, Brandon Ayuk and especially Debo Samuel, they're great after the catch. So, what is going to be the game plan? I'm very interested. The good thing is this, though. Sean Desai was the defensive coordinator out in Seattle, um, or you know, or maybe wasn't the DC. I think he was the DC out there, but he was also with the Bears. But he's, you know, he was in that division, so it's not like he hasn't seen San Fran before. Yeah. So I do like the fact that he does have some experience. He can draw on some game tape of what he did out in Seattle. What did they have success at? 
Again, it looks like Zach Cunningham. They're going to have Christian Ellis playing linebacker, which is a little worrisome. I was hoping that they would sign Shaq Leonard this weekend and have him suited up for Sunday, but it doesn't look like that's the case. But listen, we're, we're going to find out. And the, the one thing that I do like, the 49ers are still chirping, and we're like, and the Eagles are just, you know, they're they're putting the, yes, we respect the 49ers. They're a great football team, but they're, they're aware of the chirping, but they're not giving out bulletin board material. And just like a point you made on our podcast in previous times, Joe, is that you want Sirianni to be a little more professional, to not, yeah. You know, you know this game means a lot to him. You know, you saw what he did in the tunnel at Kansas City. Yep. Today, if you heard his press conference, I listened to the whole thing. You heard his press conference. It was that he's just like, we respect him. We know they're good. They're going to do that. Oh, well, what about the comments they made in the offseason? He was like, yeah, okay, no wonder. We're going to line it up, and then we're going to figure it out. So I like the mindset of the football team going in there. They know how much this means. They know the fans will be gassed up and amped up and ready, and we're going to make it hell for them when they come in here because it's – I don't know. It's just we're, – we're the better football team, Joe. Yeah. That's what I'm – listen, just break down the matchups. Who's got a better – we do, okay? Yeah. Defense line. It's the, Honestly, it's the, they got to establish the run, John Mena. The, the Eagles it. have to commit to the run early in this they game. They have to. They've got to, you know, chew up the Absolutely. time possession. The, the defense can't be on the field for 70-plus plays again. If we play a clean game, we don't turn the ball over. And the other thing is, we have another key for me is we have to start fast. Like, let's get a lead. Okay, Brock Purdy is a great, looks phenomenal. Listen, kids had a tremendous year. He's in the MVP discussion for sure. He's played extremely well. But let's see what happens when we throw the pressure back on him if they're down 10 nothing, if they're if if we can find a way to go up 14 points, let's put the pressure on him so that he has to make plays and, and be able to convert in those third and long situations like you discussed a couple of minutes ago. Give me a uh, give me a final score. Oh boy, we're gonna put it on that ass. All right, I'm going 30. <laughs> okay. We're going to put up a 34 spot. Wow. Okay. 34 to 16 birds. I got 20, that's right. I got 24 23 with the caveat that's if they win the football game because I'm really, I, I'm, I, this is one of those get a dog weeks. Yeah. But here's the deal, right? If it comes down to kickers, I trust our kicker to make a game winner. Yep. Now they have a rookie kicker named Moody. So, you know. We'll see if he can handle the pressure. I also, you know? and, I also, read, I also heard condi- it's supposed to rain again, maybe. And, oh, yeah, unfortunately, Jesus. I hope they're dead wrong, but it looks like we might get some similar uh, – um, I can't even speak – similar elements to yeah. what we faced last week. All right, dude, I know we want to talk Sixers, but I, I unfortunately yeah. we don't have a lot of time now, for that. So, now, the, let's not- Deshaun Jackson retired uh, officially yep. today. Yep. We'll talk Sixers career, later. Three-time Absolutely. pro bowler with the Birds. Used yep. to call him Slippery D back in the day. That was my boy Danny Angeline's nickname for him. Love uh, it. Well, he was like a human highlight reel, dude. Break a short pass yeah. to the house, the pump returns, the flare. Yeah. I mean, dude, oh, I, I loved Deshaun Jackson as an Eagle. I absolutely loved yeah. him. Me too. And one of the greatest things, and now I'm really going to date myself for our podcast audience. You know, everyone's so used to having a DVR. If you remember the first initial DVR ever to get introduced to the market, it, bingo. So one day, right, I'm watching college football on a Saturday, and I'm in Newtown Square, 
and I'm watching California versus Tennessee. And Deshaun Jackson makes this incredible punt return. It looked like some out of a video game where he jumps backwards three yards, puts his foot in the ground, takes it to the house. My dad hears me scream, and I'm like, oh, my God, what a play, what a play. And I, and my dad, I rewind it. You know, you had the slow motion, the fast forward. And I go, I hope to God the Eagles find a way that this is the guy they need to draft. And there's not been many draft picks where I've just been through the moon you know, there's been a couple that I could say, oh, my God, I was so happy. Devontae Smith was one of them. Then we we're going to lose them. But Deshaun Jackson, when they drafted Deshaun Jackson, I knew we had an immediate star. Immediate star. And in my opinion, he was a second-round pick. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. But some of the plays, I've looked over the highlights today. One of my favorite Eagles of all time owned a couple of his jerseys. He's going to be doing a, uh, a, a a thank Philadelphia tour. He's going to be at Kundabev at King of Prussia on Friday and Barnaby's in Havertown. So I'm going to see if I can find a way to get one of my jerseys signed so I can throw in the frame. But just an incredible – some of the plays the guy made, the punt returns, the – you just I, – I just watched a great documentary on Barry Sanders, and you have Eminem talking about Barry. It's like – Every time the guy got the football, you just thought he was going to score a touchdown. And that's how I felt like with Deshaun Jackson. If you gave him an ounce of daylight where he was running by defenders, I've never seen a receiver have the ability to track the ball in the air like him. And how many times where a deep bomb goes for like 40, 50 yards where he just muffs it off his hands? You never really saw that. No. Over the shoulder. He was excellent. Like over you the said, shoulder. Tracking. Incredible. Tyree, uh, Tyreek Hill took to Twitter today and said it's the best deep ball catcher he's ever seen. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Deshaun Jackson. So third yeah. all-time in Eagles receiving yards. That's uh, it. Six in receptions, 35 Dude. receiving touchdowns, four punt return touchdowns, tied for the franchise record with these rolls. I mean, right. he was he was electric. He was fun. Yeah, he wore yeah. his emotions on his sleeve. But that yeah. guy, he knew the big moments. He wanted the yeah. ball in the big moments. Um, yeah. yeah, he was a game breaker. I, I remember being at his first game. It was right after Karen and I got married. Um, uh, the first Sunday of the NFL right. season. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure he got to the house in that game. Like, he was just electric, dude. They put electric, the ball in his hands. And, There's and just that's certain the only players. way to describe him. That's it. I mean, you know, he's got the most touchdowns over 60 yards. He's like two, two touchdowns short. Um, from the record, which is Jerry Rice with thirty, like uh, fifty-yard touchdowns. Jerry yeah, Rice had, is thirty-six. He had, he had yeah. uh, tied an NFL record with eight fifty-plus-yard touchdowns in a single season. Right, and he became the first player in NFL history to ever earn a Pro Bowl honor at two positions: kick returner and wide receiver. So that's it. Special stuff. Special, yeah. Well, we'll talk Sixers next time. I know, you know. You're on a, a quick time frame here. Yeah, but uh, brother. I watched the Sixers but, in person in Minnesota with no yeah. Embiid, and they got absolutely destroyed. That was yeah, after that game. Yeah, but, hey, I that's the that. NBA for you. Um, yeah. All right, Johnny Mead, enjoy the game Sunday. We'll talk hopefully uh, maybe after Dallas. All right, and let's uh, another weeks. segment we're going to do is ridiculous takes. Okay, we got to get this segment off the ground. I'm making a list of the <laughs> ridiculous receipts. takes. 
keeping, keeping receipts. receipts. We'll do that next time since we're short on time. But uh, Joe, what's your pre- – oh, well, you gave me your prediction, 24-23. Yeah. Yeah. All right, don't be scared. All right. I'm scared. I'm getting. A, I'm going to the SPCA right now to get a dog in Nashville. No way, baby. We got Jalen, and they don't. That's all I'm going to hey, tell man. you. That's the best way to put it, dude. Uh, always nope. a pleasure. Sorry we had to just through this little two-minute warning style. But all right. I love you, brother. No, don't, Congrats don't, again don't, on the great yeah, news. Yeah, I love you, too. Don't get in trouble in Nashville. They did outlaw the scooters, apparently. Too many accidents. Or maybe yeah, that not, was France. Not scootering yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Enjoy Broadway right. and uh, you know, stay out and say hello to my uh, bartender friends at the old honky tonk. <laughs> you got that. Go birds. And all right. uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Brother Love Podcast for John Mead at Joe Donald. Till next time, we're hoping for eleven and one. We say sit.